you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. everybody this is your final hour of good morning football before the divisional round we are presented by old trapper beef jerky live in new york city it's friday january 19th i'm jamie erdahl kyle brandt peter schrager jason mccordy peter just seconds before this hour started standing he's texting on his phone peter what are you trying to keep up with texting we've got a lot of coaching stuff going on we've got four amazing games this weekend we said it to start the show we'll do it again Cliff Kingsbury interviewing with the Chicago Bears brass today for their offensive coordinator job. Interestingly enough, the interview is not on Zoom. It's not in Chicago. It's in Los Angeles. Mm. Cliff's got the Bears guys coming to him, so I'm curious. Do you know yet who the Bears guys are? Like, who's all there? I don't know who's exactly in there. I would imagine the head coach. And and I would imagine the GM and perhaps the owner. Interesting. That's a big dog. OC job. Cliff coaches at USC right now, so I can imagine January 19th in Chicago. If I work for the Bears, I, too, would pitch that meeting (laughs) to be handled in Santa Monica. All right, time for the lead block. Time for the lead block block of the show. We, uh, We already made our NFC divisional picks this morning, okay? The AFC? Still to come. Seen a lot of NFL logos there. They will be filled in. Fill in your bubbles, everybody, by the end of the show. We clean swept the 49ers. We clean swept the Lions. That's a lot of the same. We'll see if that transpires that way for the AFC. Jason, you feel good about your picks? Yeah, I do. I feel good about it. You pick and you go with it. Oh, you ever the confident man, you. Yeah, I made the picks and then I saw those logos of all of us making the same choices. Mm -hmm. And you know that never turns out right. So, likely wrong. I would just say this. (laughs) If... The Detroit Lions lose, and the San Francisco 49ers lose. I mentioned this earlier in the show. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be hosting the NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers, and I find anyone, anyone in America who had that happening Mm. in September. There will be no person. Not one. Can I say something? The whole deal that people do where the four logos are lined up, and they screen cap it, and they post it, there was a time when that was really fun and fresh and inventive, and it was like, ha, gotcha. And that time was a year ago, maybe two years ago. You social media people, your whole job is creativity. Come up with something new. That's been done. It's basic. It's very mid, whatever the hell you want to say. It's passe. And I will tell you, you know, if you're going to tweet the logos that were all against your opponent when you win, do you also tweet it when you lose? I would just think, like, you know, we all picked the Niners Damn, to beat right. the Packers. Like, Green Bay Social, are you going to be like, you guys were right if you lose the Niners. Shouldn't you do that if it's all fair and balanced? A, be more creative, and B, well, let's, let's, let's own up when we're right, too. Okay? Just all I'm saying. As we discussed on this show many times, someday, 
Okay, one more time. Sunday will be Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff mm -hmm. game, all right? How do you guys think Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to prepare? Well, the Bills, Deion Dawkins, had some thoughts on this topic. It's going to be drastically different, you know, because we go to Arrowhead and the number one thing that, that you guys are asking us all week is, how are you go like, like going to handle the, the crowd noise? How are you going to – we haven't had that question one in one time. Like, what – I figured that somebody would ask is, how do you think they're going to finally handle the crowd noise? And I don't know, because they've been in a situation where they never really had to. But I'm very confident in the mafia. That's Damn good. Right. Confidence in your fans is uh, key and important. We're about to make our picks, as we mentioned, here in just a couple of minutes. But let's talk about what Dion just referred to. What do we make of the Chiefs having to go on the road, Peter? Maybe it's noise. Maybe it's uh, adverse weather. Whatever, Peter. They still have some things they have to handle. Certainly an X factor. I certainly think it's something that will play a role in this game, especially because of the inclement weather and the fact they're not sleeping in their own beds and they're on the mm. road and they've got a pack. And they haven't done that in a true playoff game. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, they did pack their bags, go on the road, and go to Tampa two years ago in a Super Bowl and play in that game. They did go and pack their bags, do the whole thing, go to Arizona and play in a Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. And they did go and pack their bags, do the whole thing, and go on the road to Miami and play in a Super Bowl three years ago. So, like, I know it's cold weather, but the Chiefs played in colder weather on mm -hmm. Saturday night. I know the crowd is loud, but the Chiefs have played in louder buildings before. I, I don't make much of the on-the-road thing. I don't want to dismiss what Buffalo and their crowd is going to bring. It's going to be an amazing atmosphere, and I think visually it's going to be beautiful on CBS mm. with all the elements and the mm. crowd and everything. But I, I don't think the Chiefs are shaking their boots about playing a big road game. No, I don't at all. Just I'm looking online. And Brad Spielberger from PFF, he tweeted out Mahomes' road record all time, 38-11, and 77%. His home <laughs> record, 47-13, and 78%. Mahomes has been on the road. He's played in a loud stadium. He is, it's football. So I, I've said to you guys all the time, I'm not so big on the home game, the road game. The Packers just went on the road, and they beat the Dallas Cowboys in their home stadium. It happens. It's a part of football. This, to me, is going to be a great matchup. I think, Kyle, what you hit on yesterday with the Manning and the Brady and their rivalry mm -hmm. and Brady won him at home. and it, Yes, it's part of the history, but I don't think Mahomes is showing up there and it's like it's a whole new game plan with this brand-new wristband that he's never worn <laughs> because all of a sudden the crowd noise is way too loud. But from what Dion is saying, for Buffalo, I think it's awesome because – We've played this team. There's a rivalry going. Every time we've played them in the playoffs, we've had to go play in front of their fans. Mm -hmm. For them, it has to be just such a cool environment, not only for the fans being there, but even their families. Like, at this point in the season, the yeah. playoffs are happening. I get to have my wife and kids in the stand. My family, mom and dad flew in town. They're staying at the house Saturdays mm -hmm. before the game. So I do think it is a very cool thing for this Buffalo Bills team because – in your past, you've always had to get on a plane this time of the year, and you're heading to Arrowhead. Well, now you get to invite them. You get to be the host this time and have them take their shoes off at the door, mm. walk in the house, and now let's get down to business. So, obviously, we talked about it all week long. This game is, is going to be a fun one. To your point, it's not that the Chiefs are going to play worse. It's maybe that the Bills can play better, you know, that they're more comfortable and that they're a better version of themselves. Who knows? I just want to play the game. We're getting so close <laughs> now. Do you know, I was thinking that there's one thing that could happen that could ramp up this game to be even cooler and even more electric. On Saturday, if the Texans shock the world and they beat Baltimore, then the Bills would be playing to host the title game and the Chiefs would be playing to host the title game. 
I don't want to disrespect Houston, but like that is that is not the opponent you expect, and you'd be playing at home. Doesn't it feel like whoever wins Bills Chiefs, if Houston wins, is like we're in very good shape to go to a Super Bowl? Like if that happens, the Sunday night will be even better. I do want to pay huge respect to the Chiefs defense. It's tough being the defense on a Patrick Mahomes team because all the conversation goes about them, and you have people like me who say score 30 points, score 30 points against them, and they're like we haven't all damn year. No one scores 30 points against us. And to that point, just as we're entering the divisional round. Last week on our very program, we have not just a defensive player, but a member of the secondary winning our angry run scepter. Legarius Steen, do you think that versus Devon Diggs is going to be any good? Mm. Like, are you into that at all? I will say, though, like the Chiefs are spitting in the wind a little bit because for the first time all year, we have not received proof of receipt of the scepter. They did not send back a scepter picture from Kansas City. Yes, they did. <laughs> see it. I was stressed. I mean, I was too. Not only does he have it, I've never seen someone happier. I've never seen someone more confident and more comfortable. Jay, what do you think about that? What I love about this, you just said, the big smile. The clip that he won Angry Round 4, there was no smiling going on out there. He was out there trying to punk Tyreek Hill at the line of scrimmage. So I love that. You turn it on on the field, and it takes this big old smile with the scepter. I love it. You know I'm all for a defensive guy, let alone a DB winning the scepter. We need more of it. This is a symbol, though. This is a symbol of how tough the Chiefs' defense is. Yep. And I know that Western New York is ready to show up, and it's going to be 42-yard touchdowns and knocks and digs and everything. The Chiefs' defense is really good. It's the best Chiefs' defense that they've had, I think, in the Mahomes era. They also lead from the front. It is not a Mahomes-led team exclusive. The Bills' offense is not going to have some track meet. They're going to score. Chiefs' defense is really good, and that picture is just a symbol of it. Man, that smile in that picture on Sneed, that was snide. It was like Cheshire Cat. He's like a little, the little brother who knew just how far he could push Tyreek before <laughs> a flag was thrown, before Tyreek would lose his mind. Who's he going to pick on this weekend? It's going to be awesome. Are the Ravens going to pick on the Texans? Lamar is hosting for Baltimore, his party, and it feels like everything in this moment is pointing in the direction of the Ravens. So what do we expect from Lamar and those guys? Peter, are you going to go? I might be there. Okay. I've got to see. I'm not working for Fox this weekend due to the Saturday night Packers 49ers game, and there would be a limited pregame show for Fox. So I might be going Saturday with my son and my wife to the Ravens game, which is just a train ride away. Mm. you got to see if they're going to deliver the suite or not. I, I, I need to see exactly the accommodations first, um, <laughs> oh, what's being offered to me. Jeez. In truth, though, what's cool about this, I mentioned Jimmy Eat World is doing halftime and Cal Ripken will be there. Jacoby Jones is the honorary captain. Why Jacoby Jones? Well, uh -huh. yes, he played for the Houston Texans also, and that kind of is, and yes, he's had big playoff games against Texans. Mm -hmm. The last big divisional round win for the Baltimore Ravens was up in Denver, and it's Jacoby Jones going deep, and Raheem Moore oh. right beneath him, and it was against Peyton Manning and those Broncos, and it was Jacoby Jones having the big touchdown. I don't anticipate they need Jacoby Jones or anyone like Jacoby Jones making that big game-changing play, because they are at home, this is on their terms, and they have earned this. I've said it earlier in the week, 20 different free agents, some key players mm -hmm. on this Ravens mm -hmm. squad are going to be out there. I don't think Marlon Humphrey's out there. Obviously, we know he's injured. I think we might get Mark Andrews. We'll monitor both of those as we go, obviously. I do feel like this is the day Lamar says to a lot of doubters, like, hey, mm. just, just be quiet. We're, we're a different team than mm. we were those years. It feels like this has to be the season for them. Like There's so much to change. Munkin in there as an offensive coordinator. They got the weapons around Lamar. I look at it from a Houston side of, all right, you get in and you end up winning your division. You're hosting a playoff game last week. But then it was very balanced. A lot of people, I think, felt like the Browns were on a historic run. Flacco, they were going to go to the Super Bowl. They win that game. They win it convincingly. And now you're going on the road to Baltimore. And all everybody's going to be talking about all week long is how good this Baltimore 
Baltimore Ravens team is, how different Lamar is, how he's able to throw from the pocket. To Kyle's point, they haven't scored a touchdown or scored a point in the first quarter. Well, this is a year that's going to change that. For D'Amico Ryans and his Texans team, you're sitting in your team meeting, you're saying, nobody's counting on us to do anything down in Baltimore. We might as well stay in Houston the way everybody's talking about this game. They have that young quarterback that we've talked about. Nothing phases him. He just goes out there and he does his thing. They believe in him. They have a guy on the defensive side and Will Anderson who stepped up as a mm-hmm. rookie and him and Jonathan Grenard played last week and got after Flacco. So I look at it from the Texan side of the motivation that D'Amico Ryans that preaches positivity is giving his guys to say, you know what? Let's go out there and just have one hell of a game and have fun doing it because everybody's counting us out and we can go out there and play with absolutely mm-hmm. zero pressure mm. and just play ball. I'm looking at the Texans D. I've talked so much about Baltimore early in this game. Texans D early. Does the pulse bounce? Mm. Because, listen, they've played – this is their third straight playoff game. It was That yep. Colts game was a playoff game. The Browns game was a playoff – like, that, that's not going to be Gardner Minshew out there. Due respect to Gardner Minshew. That's not going to be Joe Flacco. That is going to be an alien <laughs> and playing at home and rested and fresh. And, like, it is going to be fast. It is going to be flashy. It is going to be physical. I just want to see them. I don't need the, the Ravens or the Texans defense to come out and sack, interceptions. Like, just, just hold serve a little bit. Hold us some field goals. Just, like, stem the tide a mm. little bit. They're still a very young team. They have not been in this kind of stage. I believe in the offense and everything. I, I think Stroud is for real. I want to see that Texas defense early. If they rattle a little bit, if they're like, no, this is going to be a different type of day. I'm watching that. The AFC games bookend the weekend. It's Texans at the Ravens to start your day on Saturday. It's Chiefs at Bills Sunday night. We're going to make our picks for that still to come. All right. Good morning, football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Simultaneously, one of the best guys and baddest dudes in the NFL. On a personal note, my favorite Buffalo Bill. Just an incredible player with a huge game this weekend. Guys, you know him. You love him. We got him. Dawson Knox, let's What's go, up, baby! Hey, how you doing? Morning. Good morning. Appreciate you guys. That was a great intro. It makes it <laughs> easy is. with you. It, it, we are genuinely excited to talk to you any day of the year, but especially today. Dawson, let's get into it. Two days away, Bills, Chiefs, here we go again. The last two times in the playoffs, of course, you had to go to Arrowhead. This time, you've got that sweet, sweet home field. What's that like? What difference does it make? And how are you feeling about the game? Yeah, absolutely. I think home field advantage is huge, especially having our fan base. I mean, Arrowhead's always super loud. I feel like I've played there about 10 times over the last five years. But something about being home with our fans, especially as an offense, it helps so much. We got... You know, Josh can actually talk at the line. We can hear him. We can use our different cadences instead of having to go silent. So it's just it's just huge from an offensive communication standpoint, I think. But also just the energy that these fans bring here in Orchard Park. It gives me chills already thinking about it. I'm trying not to get too hyped up yet. Well, hype them up. We got a lot of Bills fans watching right now, Dawson. They can't wait for this game. They have all weekend to get ready for it. What would your message be directly to Bills Mafia entering Bills Chiefs? 
Shoot, we need you guys. You guys make more of a difference than you could even imagine. I want you going into work on Monday with a hoarse voice. I want you leaving it all out there because I promise you we're leaving it out there for you guys. So as loud as you can possibly be, I promise you it makes a difference more than you even know. Awesome. Absolutely. That's a great message and a necessary one, especially considering that the team you're coming up against has a great defense that likes to just be the immediate wall you face when the game begins. But you guys start out strong, too. You've scored six first quarter receiving touchdowns in the playoffs. We looked into this. You actually have the first most first quarter receiving TDs of any player in NFL history what? in the playoffs. <laughs> it's more than Jerry Rice. Dawson Knox First is your go-to January, February pass-catching touchdown guy. He's a machine. <laughs> Half a dozen over Jerry. Did you know that? No idea. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a cool <laughs> stat to be a part of for sure. I want to keep that ball rolling. Love that. Hell yeah. Let's get him early. How would you explain this? Make it make sense. First quarter dominance in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, as an offense, we always just start about, or we always talk about starting fast. Um, so it's it's kind of a pace setter mentality. If you can go out there and put a seven up on the board um, on that first drive or any time in the first quarter, um, I think it just kind of it sets the tone for the rest of the game. So we always have that mentality anytime we take that field for the first time. Defense wants to get a three and out. We want to go down and score a touchdown. So it's all about starting fast. All about starting fast. Let's talk about the guy that throws you those touchdown passes, Josh Allen. Unbelievable talent. Obviously, we watch him throw the ball all around. You guys have a special connection, and you can see it out there on the football field. A lot had to be said about his 52-yard run. People were saying fake slide, all of this. What is your take on all of that? Man, I mean, I feel like we're kind of in the same boat as the rest of our entire fan base, kind of screaming slide, you know, like get down, get down, get down. I think even yeah. Joe Brady, our offensive coordinator, was yelling that in the headset. But then when he scores a 52-yard touchdown, you can't, you're not going to say anything to him. It's one of those, like, please get down, please yeah. get down. Oh, my gosh, he's going he's gonna to score. I mean, he's got incredible top-end speed, too. Like, he's pulling away from defenders, pulling away from DBs. So if he continues to do that, I mean, no one's going to be able to talk to him about anything. But sometimes it's fun just being a fan, <laughs> just kind of sitting there holding your block and just watching him do his thing. It's crazy. Dawson, we feel like you're a part of our show. We, yep. we celebrated you when you were a rookie coming in, and then, of course, all the angry runs that have followed in these great Bills years. We've been to this point before. You guys have been so close so many years to the Super Bowl. Don't look ahead. But what have you done this season that might be different than previous seasons in the week leading up to this big playoff game against the Chiefs? Yeah, I think kind of a turning point for us was when we were 6-6. Six and six. I think that's when we were going into the bye. Um, I was still on IR, but I kind of felt this shift um, in the locker room. Everyone just started honing in on the little things. Everyone just started taking everything one day at a time. I know it's a cliche, but when you start thinking about, you know, playoff seating or winning the division when you're still, you know, five or six weeks, you know, before that, you start getting ahead of yourself. You start losing sight of the important things now. So I think the communication just as an offense um, between us and Josh and Joe Brady, um, spending a little extra time in the meeting rooms after practice, going over stuff we like and don't like, just really honing in on the details that kind of make us us. And that's kind of one of our mottos, too, is be you with us. So kind of letting your personality your style of play shine through while also taking that to the betterment of the team. So I think it's there, there's been a few little things that have felt a little different than last year, but mostly just taking it one day at a time, focus on, focusing on those little things. What a great answer. Dawson's going to work in media years from now and he's done with football. You're going to be a star like you are on the field right now. But before we get to this, 
your own personal BU, you, you and I know this, is about trucking dudes and running them the hell over if they get in front of you. <laughs> so much so that in the Angry Run segment every Tuesday on this program, we always Come start on, it the same way. We always will start it the same Come way. On, He's got baby. the damn shirt on. We Come always on. roll it. Roll the clip. <laughs> Dawson Knox with oh. the stiff oh. <laughs> always I you, buddy. That. You always bat lead off. I know you love it, and we all love that you love it. Look forward to this weekend, though, my friend, because I have to tell you, Legereus Sneed won the scepter this week, the Chiefs defensive back. He is the reigning Angry Runs champ. So I look at the weather forecast in western New York. It's about 9 degrees. What is the Angry Runs forecast coming from 88 and teammates? Man, just it's a, it's a mentality. Yeah, it's one of those things you can't get too excited too early. It's going to drain all your energy. But we're letting stuff brew right now. We're letting it kind of simmer. It's on the back burner. We're adding all the little ingredients right now, and it'll be it'll be ready to go come primetime Sunday night. But it's really just – I think it's about making people wish they didn't have to tackle you. It's about making people – make business decisions when you when you got the ball in your hand um you see josh do a, do a lot of that too there's a lot of a lot of dbs making business decisions around him it's pretty awesome i like that he's brewing and percolating it's like we're making a nice angry <laughs> potion for sunday night listen we all hope it's a great game we love you coming on the show this is a huge week for you guys dawson knox turns out a bear a better playoff performer than jerry rice who knew that's it's amazing Only dawson knox <laughs> Amazing. Oh, we love great. you. Wow. Good luck this weekend, man. Have fun, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> really sure appreciate you. Stay warm, stay Go healthy, girls. stay angry. All right, we've kicked our desk to the side because we like to take a trip to the arcade sure. for a postseason edition of Claw Droppers. Get your roll of quarters out, friends. Player, coach. Uh, last week, I think you did Mother Nature. Yeah. Uh, who do you think is going to ball out in the divisional round? Peter, start us up. We just had Dawson Knox on the show. Um, <laughs> Can I get my claw dropper here for a oh. special place and a special player? Who's going out? Who's a part of this rivalry? That's Travis Kelsey, folks. Ooh. Listen to this. In his two mm. playoff games against the Bills, Travis Kelsey's gone for 13 catches, 118 mm. yards, and two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Then the next year went for eight catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Maybe the biggest touchdown in Chiefs history, if you want to talk about yeah. that one in overtime, what this guy can do. I'm talking about Travis Kelsey as my claw dropper. It hasn't been a dream season for Kelsey. There's already whispers about retirement. Go and do what you do against the Bills, be the best player on the field, Travis Kelsey. Ooh, right, I like Peter. that. Starting off with the big dog, Travis Kelsey. All right, we talked about, we previewed, we picked our teams for the Lions and Buccaneers matchup. Claw Dropper, go ahead and bring my guy up right there. I'm going with ah. Antoine Winfield right. Jr. After they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, he was on the interview, he was talking to Evan Washburn, he talked about going to Detroit. He said, we are on a revenge tour. These are teams that we played during the regular season that both beat us. They already took care of Philly. We all picked the Lions. Antoine Winfield Jr. talking about making plays in the playoffs, made one last week. Can he do it again in Detroit? Now I look at that and I'm like, ah, I picked the Lions. I, I should have picked the Bucks. I love him. <laughs> All right, I brought out um, Mother Nature last week. You do did? I bring out Father Time this week? Well, oh. sort of. This is an old friend of ours. That is Micah Heidi is the safety for the Buffalo Bills. He was one of our in-studio hosts. Not a guest, but a host in the offseason. We always respect those guys. I think Micah Heidi needs to have a massive game. Mm -hmm. We already talked about the Bills' injuries, the linebacker position. Dude, 
you got to go to battle with number 10 for the Chiefs. Pacheco, he's going to run like this right at you. You got to take him down. I think he needs to have a really, really big game. Micah's in some infamous Bills highlights uh, to his uh, misfortune. Tyreek running down the sideline, you know, Travis Kelsey, the one Peter mentioned. Micah is in those. He was in here with us in the offseason. We talked all about the Chiefs. He was totally lucid and generous and telling us all about the setbacks. I think this is a big game for him emotionally. Mm. We don't know how many more games he's going to play. Love him. Micah, you need to have about 10 tackles. Go get him. We do love him. Uh, mine goes to the guy who 83 times this season ran for a first down. That is uh, 83 times. The next closest is Jalen Hurts at 68. 49ers, just hand the ball to this man. He's healthy. He's your guy. He's in your backfield. 49ers, do the right thing. Run the ball this weekend. Picking games next. Don't go anywhere. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We're back on Good Morning Football just regaling the fact that it's a tale as old as time. Apparently, Kyle Brandt going with the Buffalo Bills and Peter Schrager wearing that beautiful Kansas City Royals jersey, but representing the Chiefs this weekend. Will, you've been on the show longer than Jason and I. How does one sort something like this out? Honestly, the way I look at it is this is right now screen cap season, right? And Uh. I think you guys are in the midst of it right now. I know that Adam Rank during the preseason, he's in the midst of it now. So mm-hmm. it's all about the screen caps for everybody, you yeah. know? And the way you sort it out is just Own write it. it. That's how I kind of view it. I hear Great. you. Great. Yeah, here come the, the games. <laughs> yes, here come the games, friends. Uh, is, Jamie, uh, you told us earlier, Brock Purdy, the only remaining quarterback in the playoffs that wasn't a first-round pick. And he's probably the only one that's had roommates as a starting quarterback as well. One of his former roommates, tackle Alfredo Gutierrez, Joined myself and MJ Ruiz on our L Huddle podcast and talked about seeing the potential in Purdy. Well, what did you see in Brock at that time when you guys were rookies and you were living together that you said, you know, this guy's got something. I don't know what it is, but he has something that's special and that he could potentially do special things. Like, I'm, I'm not a guru, but I'm not going to say, look, I, I saw it. I saw it since the beginning. But just watch the game against the Green Bay, this preseason game, and you will mm-hmm. see, you will see his his talent. He's uh, hard just to try to win the game. Uh, also, the Texans game, of course, the Vikings. Uh, he was with me in a couple of plays. That that was my first game that I, that I that I got so, uh, to play. Okay. So you can tell by watching his preseason games, he he got the heart, the talent. And I saw him, and I even talked to my dad, and my dad and I, we were, like, saying, hey, you saw number 14? He's really good, right? He's going to be my roommate. <laughs> and, oh. yeah, I, I mean, I saw his talent, but I never knew he was going to be the starter for the San Francisco 49ers that quick. Gutierrez also talked about being a part of the NFL's International Player Pathway program, which you talked about earlier, and growing up in Mexico as an NFL fan. Of course, you can catch the full interview by downloading El Huddle wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, we made our picks for go. the NFC games for divisional weekend already, and uh, it was a clean sweep for the 49ers and a clean sweep for the Lions. Let's head in to the AFC. CJ Stroud and the Texans head to Baltimore to take on the number one seed Ravens. Jason, you are up first. So I was in Houston last week for the Texans-Browns game, and I got a chance up close and personal to see Bobby Sloak's offense with C.J. Stroud at the helm and what it would look like. Because think about going into that game, the Browns were the number one defense. Talked about Miles Garrett, their secondary, and all of the weapons that they had. And Houston just went in there and dismantled them, throwing the ball all around the field, back-to-back pick sixes. We're on a team we were talking about, but they showed up and they showed out in that game. And on the other side, Baltimore Ravens, they've been resting. They didn't play in Week 18. They had a bye week this past week. We talked about it. A few years ago, they were playing the Tennessee Titans after sitting and resting, and the Titans came in, and they absolutely rolled. And the Baltimore Ravens were a little bit rusty because they hadn't played in so long. And this Texans team, similar to the Green Bay Packers, they're young. You only know what you know. You're just out there, and you're going to play ball. Baltimore Ravens win this one at home after resting, getting healthy. They welcome the Houston Texans in town, C.J. Stroud, and all of that. For Bobby Slogan and C.J. Stroud, you're going against this Ravens defense that is hungry, mm. that has two linebackers in the middle that have been fantastic this year, two old guys in Clowney and Van Noy on the outside who have gotten after the quarterback. I know there's no Marlon Humphrey, but Kyle Hamilton should be healthy. Mm. I think this Ravens team, I think there's something special about them. I think they're going to beat up on the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ravens. Um, the hottest team in football in September were the Detroit Lions. They had just beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone was talking about them. Uh, there was a lot of buzz going into the Ravens-Lions game. The Ravens destroyed them. The Seahawks then were the number two seed in the NFC if their playoffs were to be the next day. They go into Baltimore, and the Ravens destroy them. The 49ers were the big pick to be the number one team in everyone's power rankings and the Super Bowl favorites. The Ravens went into San Francisco on a... Monday night and absolutely destroyed them. Yep. Not to be outdone, they then took on the Miami Dolphins in a game that would probably decide the number one seed in the mm-hmm. AFC, and the Ravens destroyed them. They have beaten those teams. They have beaten so many other teams. They have not taken their foot off the pedal along the way. I don't think that this Houston Texans squad is the one that's going to end mm. this dream season for the Baltimore Ravens. It's not just about Lamar. It's about Roquan Smith. It's mm-hmm. about Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. It's about that entire amazing offensive line that's been great. And it's about all the different people in that organization who have waited so long to win a home playoff game. I've got the Baltimore Ravens not only taking care of business, but really taking care of business. I've got a 15-point win. I think the Ravens win on Saturday. Can you give the audience an update as the Schrager family attending? Do we know yet? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. TBD. Weather check. We'll see. Weather check. (laughs) I I feel you, man. With a kid, I'm not messing around with that. I don't think it's not that the Texans don't have enough. I think just the Ravens have so much. Mm. It, it, all due respect to Houston, I'll just get it out right now. I think Baltimore's going to win for a lot of the reasons that Peter pointed out. The last time we saw this team, the real version of themselves, they were just slaughtering the 49ers. That game was not close. That, they brought Brock, Brock Purdy down to earth. There's nothing the Niners could do, and the Niners are the second-best team in the NFL, and it looked like they were by a gap, and then the Dolphins were kind of just dessert for this Ravens team. You also have to be a little aware of, like, if the team's season ended now, would it be a huge success? Ravens absolutely not. 
Houston Texans, absolutely. Also, if Lamar really is going to enter the stratosphere where he belongs, it's time to start winning some playoff games. You, you cannot say I am one of the biggest stars in the league if every year you bow out with one and done. Like, Mahomes does not do that. If you're a Mahomes guy, this is, look, it's a must win. It's a playoff game. Let's start having a, a richer conversation about Lamar than his MVPs and how talented he is. He wins the big games in January. The bigger one for him will be next week. I think Baltimore wins. Well, everything you're saying, it reverberates. I hear it. a lot of R words coming up when I think about this. This matchup against the Ravens for the Texans. Some revenge for the Ravens. You know, they can exact revenge on what Kyle was just talking about. Their inability to close out games. Lamar's poor postseason performances so far. There could be rust for the Ravens as they're coming into this game. I have an immense amount of regret for not treating the Houston Texans with more respect the way I thought I should have back in August. Mm -hmm. I watched Will Anderson, John Mechie, Henry To'o To'o, a Mm -hmm. smattering of Alabama players go to the Houston Texans and play for them. And I thought they could unearth the Jacksonville Jaguars Mm -hmm. as the winners of this division. And then the day came and up went the Jaguars logo. And I just kind of, I regret that. I do. So respect for the Houston Texans and what they have accomplished this season. I think this is my upset pick of the week. All right, Jamie. I am going with the Texans going on the road and beating the Baltimore Ravens. That's the feel. It feels great. Does it feel, feels it should great. feel great. It yes. feels like that logo was supposed to be beneath my name in August, and this is how it's going to come full circle for me because of what Domingo Ryans is doing, what the Texans have done, what Christian Harris did last weekend with the <laughs> sack and a pick six, the first Texas player to do that in the postseason since J.J. Watt. I think the Texans can wreak some havoc. Reek, there's another word. Good for you, James. It's like six Good of them you. I got in you. there. All right, last pick of the week, Mahomes, mm. Allen. As Peter said so eloquently to start our show, part seven. Mm. Chiefs-Bills in Buffalo. We've said it numerous times. This game will be in Buffalo. will not be in Kansas City. will not be at Arrowhead. This game is so much fun. I'm a DB. I played DB for 13 years in the NFL. When you get a chance to go against the best at their position, especially that quarterback position, it brings out the best in everybody around. For us as fans, we get a chance to sit down, sit on the couch, and watch Mahomes and Josh Allen go at it for four quarters maybe even more if we get a little bit of overtime. This game's going to be so fun, and we've watched Buffalo continue to fall short in the playoffs in Kansas City. For some reason or not, I feel like this year is just different, and it changes for Buffalo. I'm going with the Bills in this one. I think Josh Allen has one of those crazy performances, and I think the storyline behind this one, on the defensive side of the ball, you lose Matt Milano, you have Terrell Bernard step up, and he goes down with an injury. Terrell Dotson could be back. Who's going to be the Buffalo Bills defender that steps up in this game and makes a huge play? And you're like, man, they were down a man or two on the defensive side of the ball, but still they found a way. There's something about this team that's been different in other years. They've been riding high. This is a team that was down and out at one point and they've been so resilient throughout it. I don't think that stops this weekend. I think they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs Mm. for the first time in Josh Allen's career. Mm. Beautifully said, man. I was like, I got goosebumps literally talking about this and the stakes are high. Like, these are legacies. These are, for all these quarterbacks, this is where you make your career, where you make your name, and where, you know, as a head coach, you could say, I got him that time. Earlier in the show, I went with my heart, and I explained why I thought me personally couldn't pick against the Chiefs. It's because of all the years of picking for the Chiefs, and still believe. 
My head, I'm going to explain tactician-wise why I think this game actually favors Kansas City. I think the Bills come in incredibly banged up. I think there are a lot of injuries. I think they played on a Monday afternoon, and this game mm -hmm. is on a Sunday. I think mm -hmm. the Chiefs yeah. played on a Saturday and have eight days to rest up and heal and prepare. I also think that the way these two teams line up, I think the Chiefs have the best linebackers in, in, their, in their division and maybe in the conference, and that's a, all due respect to what they have in Baltimore. I think Drew Tranquil and Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are going to be the perfect guys that can handle that Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, 12 personnel that they love to bring out there. The last time these two teams played, James Cook ran up and down the field. I don't see that happening this week. Mm -hmm. The last time these two teams played, Isaiah Pacheco was not in the game. I think mm -hmm. he's a huge difference maker. And the last time these two teams played, Travis Kelsey threw the ball in a lateral to Kadarius Toney, who happened to be offsides, and that's probably why this game right now is even being played in Buffalo. I've got the Chiefs. I think that on any given day, any team can win. And I think in different circumstances, the Bills, they would be the choice. But in this game, with these situations, with these X factors and the way these two teams match up, I'm going with Kansas City to beat Buffalo. The Chiefs usually get you home. You have a massive respect for the warm embrace of Arrowhead Stadium. Make you nervous at all on the road? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Mm -hmm. I think it is a huge factor. And I think as the night goes on and the louder it gets yeah. and the darker it gets yeah. and that stadium gets even more alive, I think the Buffalo Bills mm -hmm. and that fan base will play a huge role in this game. Lost in Peter's uh, prediction that he did that the Chiefs would win is that Peter also blind-picked them to win the title game. No matter, matter who it's Saw against, that. whether it's Baltimore or Houston, you're already picking Until them. you beat the king, <laughs> you ain't the king. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to ride with the Chiefs because I picked them before the season. I love what the Ravens are doing. I love what the Bills are doing. I still think it's the Chiefs' year, just like it was last year mm. and so many years before it. I think the Bills are going to beat the king. I picked Buffalo in this game. There's a matter of now, kind of what Jason's talking about, which is, if not now, when? <laughs> when are you going to do it? I know they're banged up. A lot of teams are banged up. And we're going to find out really early what kind of defense the Bills have and who shows up and who makes plays. If not now, when? It, never mind the fans for a second. To the players, aren't you so sick of losing to the Chiefs? This is not the seventh in the series of Mahomes versus Allen. This is the third. It's thir three playoff games. You've lost the first two. Do you really want another year of doing every interview? Yeah, Patrick's a great player, and I really respect him. And, you know, those guys really have a great thing. Aren't you so – don't you just want to throw up? Wouldn't you just once be like, we beat them. Now let's go to the title game. This is the time. I don't care who's hurt. Frankly, I don't even care where it is. You have a better team this year. You had a better season this year. Go and prove it with the little cherry on top. Finally get this done. If not now, when are, when are you going to do it? I believe in you. I want to do a TV parallel for an episode of a show that I know you right. watch. I think you all might know it, so you can have my back here as I try to deliver this one. There are battle scenes in epic TV shows and epic movies where there's somebody who's down for the count and you just know what they need. You know someone to just kind of come behind their backs and hold them mm -hmm. steady and in fact maybe lean them towards mm -hmm. their opponent. I know the Bills defense is hurt. I know they're injured. I know Isaiah Pacheco is great and Patrick Holmes is awesome and Travis Kelsey and this is a formidable opponent for the Bills defense but similar to the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones when you see Sansa and Littlefinger, sh uh, yeah, Littlefinger show up with the Knights of the, the Vale. The Knights of the Vale. It's yeah. like the last help and boost they needed was for the Knights of the Vale to show up. That's how I feel about all of Buffalo right now. Like, the defense might be doing this, doing this, doing this, because Pacheco is running angry, he's doing all his mm -hmm. things. And I, the stadium, 
the town, the people, they just got to put their bat, their hands on the backs of the defense and say, hold steady, everybody. You're fine. Mm. We're fine. Hold steady and keep leaning, keep leaning. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills because I think there is something magical and it's that goosebump worthy television that you watch sometime when there was that person, that thing, that entity showed up, shows up that you need emotionally. And I think the Bills have it in this one. It's awesome. Just the lean hold. I get it. Hold. I hate that Peter has the only Chiefs up there. Why? Because Peter, you know, Peter's sitting up just <laughs> nodding and smiling. You love that you have the only Chiefs. I love it. There. I love it. And I feel like it's symbolic of this entire Chiefs season. Yeah, we know the receivers dropped a lot of passes. And yeah, we know Travis Kelsey's numbers aren't what they were. And yes, there have been a lot of questions about what's going on in the future with the head coach mm. and whatever else. I dance with the with with the gentleman that got me here, and the Chiefs have gotten me here, and I still believe in Kansas City. I don't think it ends in Buffalo on Sunday night. Mm. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Divisional. <laughs>